Welcome, welcome, that's right, this is another episode of Coffee and Contemplation, that's right, that's right, I am your host, I didn't even get to say my name yet, why do you always scream at me, I, I'm your host, Old Heart, and I'm sitting down here with, well, a cup of coffee, because like I said, this is Coffee and Contemplation, Coffee and Contemplation, where I try and synthesize some information I didn't know the day before, and you try and synthesize it as well, aka ripening your coconut, which I try to do as many days in a row as I can. I suggest you do the same. If you don't want to, that's fine. You don't have to. In fact, I don't even know if there's anybody listening to this podcast listening to my advice right now. So I'm just going to say this. Go out there. Oh, wait. That's right. We just stopped. We just started the podcast. I gotta, uh, I gotta get my my shit together. Uh oh, oh, that's right. I have a swear jar. I'm gonna try and not swear because that was my only coin for the entire podcast today. We are talking about an IFL science article I found titled "The Earth's Oceans Are Going to Change Color." I've been seeing a lot about this here and there on the internet, surfing the webs, you know, cruising, surfing the internets. Um, anyway, uh, if you don't know what IFL science stands for, it stands for I fucking love science. I can get away with that one because it's a title. I fucking love science. Um, which if you don't love science, then you're a fool because it surrounds the world. It surrounds you and it encompasses the world around you. Um, that being said, the article states many of the world's oceans will change in color by the end of the century, with tropical seas turning bluer and brighter while cold, nutrient-rich waters getting green will get greener and darker, according to a new study from MIT, which was recently published in Nature Communications. Climate change is changing populations. According to this article, a small microscopic algae that float through the water column known as phytoplankton. Like their land-based cousins, phytoplankton contain chlorophyll, a pigment that absorbs the sun's blue wavelengths. Interesting. Interesting stuff. And it also reflects green light to produce carbon for photosynthesis, uh, which is huge among my, my plant uh, listeners. Uh. Or perhaps plant-based diet? Plant di- Diet-based plant? What am I trying to say here? Fuck it. I don't care. That was just half a dog biscuit that Roxy gave me earlier. Uh, shout out to Rox. Uh, <laughs> anyway, what I'm trying to say is that uh, the cold, nutrient-dense waters with higher populations of phytoplankton tend to be greener, while tropical waters with less photo phytoplankton t- take on a blue or turquoise kind of color. But as warm subtropical waters get warmer, the populations of phytoplankton are going to start decreasing, you see. The warmer it gets, the less phytoplankton you have. I guess you gotta kinda look at it like that. One goes up, one goes down. And then the world goes all around. (laughs) I don't really know if it's a laughing matter, but I guess we could look at it that way. Either way, I forgot to mention, that's the live studio audience here at Old Heart Studios. Always on cue and ready to (laughs) laugh at any good joke. Um... On the other, the colder algae-rich green waters, however, in uh, in the cold regions, will also get warmer, potentially spurring the growth of more diverse phytoplankton, but most likely also getting bluer. As such, life in these areas as we know it today 
is likely to change. That's according to this IFL Science article, which I don't know. They're not the only place that's saying that. It's kind of like when you're when you have a climate change denier. There's more evidence directly pointing to climate change that I could find. There's more people uh, that I could easily like arg- pull arguments or points of arguments from uh, to defend the fact that climate change is real. To defend the fact that these uh, waters, our ocean's waters, are going to get a little funky, it will say. Not funky. I mean, funky implies a smell, I suppose, but... Or implies a certain sort of grooviness that most people cannot obtain. <laughs> Whatever the hell that means. Either way, it's not good news. Not nothing. Nothing. I have not found a single piece of good news that has been related to climate change. Whether it's from the ocean's waters changing colors and phytoplankton numbers decreasing to, uh, you know. Uh, uh, human carbon emissions destroying the atmosphere. <laughs> destroying the atmosphere. Uh, or, you know, a number of other things. There's just no there's no good news about climate change. I mean, I know the climate changes. Let's all, uh, let's all say that. Global warming, I guess, is what I'm trying to point the finger at. I'm trying to point a big accusational finger at global warming. Just let me, god dang it. Uh, anyway. Only some regions that are greener in terms of the ocean are now are likely to get even greener. Many other greener regions are likely to get bluer, but in most places there will be a shift between different species of phytoplankton. According to the lead author, Stephanie Doe, who cares about her, shout out to Phil Collins, shout out to Jamie B. Jammin, shout out to Yellow Teeth, shout out to Stray Dog, shout out to Uncaged, shout out to Casserole, shout out to All of My Wood, shout out to Mooner Six, uh, shout out to Harrison Hannon, shout out to Old Heart Radio, the radio that station that does not ever get played by you. Uh, they're all on Instagram, just you know, get on there. All those people, they're cool people. Most of them, at least. I think all of them. Yeah, all those people I mentioned are cool people. Uh, so, you know, check out what they're doing. Sometimes they're up to cool sh- stuff. I'm getting better about this no cursing thing. At least on the radio, sh- the podcast shows here. Not in real life. Real life is still a struggle. Either way, there will be a noticeable difference in the color of 50% of the ocean by the end of the 21st century, explains Stephanie Dutkowitzki or whatever. Don't quote me on that. Uh, she's the lead author of this study that was done by MIT and published, and the one that we're uh, currently reading about. Pay attention. Jeez. I can't be the only person paying attention during this podcast. Oh, this coffee! This coffee did not age well. It could potentially, it could be potentially quite serious, according to Miss Dukowitz. Different types of phytoplankton absorb light differently, and if climate change shifts one community of phytoplankton to another, that will also change the types of food webs that can be that can be supported. That makes terrible sense. Uh, <laughs> Well, it's just, you fuck with any ecosystem, excuse the language. I'm all out of coins. I don't have anything else to throw in there. I have no dog treats. I have no, I threw my ring in there earlier. I have nothing. Nothing. Ah, There, I threw my precious hand sanitizer in there, which reminds me, always sanitize your hands. Always keep your dirty paws clean. Wash them daily, twice daily, maybe multiple times a day if you're fucking crazy. 
Um, well, don't go go OCD on it. Like me, sometimes I wash my hands a little, and I'm like, am I am I getting a little too into that? No, just me. Either way, I'm keep getting distracted. We're not even talking about the phytoplankton. It's about the phytoplankton. We're talking about freaking phytoplankton. Uh, anyway, there will be a noticeable difference in the color of 50% of the ocean. Yes, um, different phytoplankton shifting to different areas will mess up food webs. Scientists have been measuring the color of the world's ocean since the late 1990s, using these measurements to determine chlorophyll levels and, as such, those of phytoplankton. Uh, significant swings in chlorophyll swings in chlorophyll may be due to global warming, but it could also be due to natural variable variability such as cyclical increases in chlorophyll from natural weather related events such as El Nino and other kind of snow storms and whatnot. So, uh, yes, I get it. Oh gosh, excuse me, excuse me. Okay, hold on, let me take a coffee break here. Ugh, I feel like somebody put salt in that coffee. It's gross. It's gross. Either way, I probably won't live long enough to see the oceans change, but other people will, and that's not gonna be a good sign. You don't wanna see the ocean's colors change. If you see the oceans, look, if you look outside and you see the ocean's colors looking a little different one day, well then, you know the earth is fucked. Either way, greater news, I bought myself a John Coltrane album recently. If you've never listened to John Coltrane, then you're a damn fool. Uh, I picked up the CD version of his like debut like smash album back in the day. It was his My Favorite Things album. Um, it's really cool though. It has the original liner notes and the original uh, cover art and whatnot. And honestly, his like rendition of My Favorite Things is uh, fantastic. It's like 13 minutes long and delicious all the way. Uh, do yourself a favor. Go listen to some John Coltrane. Um, and, you know, just do it. Holy guacamole. You know what else I saw? It was a different uh, IFL Science article. Um, it was something titled, uh, El Nino's a Weak Little Punk This Year. I didn't read it, but it was true. It was true. Oh, that coffee's having like the opposite effect of, uh, on me. It's making me less energetic because I'm, I'm angry about how bad it is. I should have poured myself a better cup of coffee, honestly. I'm a dang barista. Well, and a podcast host. Don't doubt, don't doubt that. <laughs> ay, 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 ay. It's been a weird morning. A very weird morning, but a very wonderful morning all the same. I spent the morning snacking on some breakfast with my girlfriend, Mooner underscore six, or as I like to call her, my booby. Um, and, you know, we she's on her way to being a teacher, and it's really, really interesting kind of watching her journey. It's incredible, and the, the amount of work that I've witnessed going into being a teacher to making yourself a teacher is incredible and commendable and uh it just blows me away the amount of hard work she's willing to put in and the amount of time she's willing to put in and it's it's incredible um 
But it also made me realize that, like, you know, education is, is just the most important thing. I mean, that's not the only reason that I really have that epiphany, but, you know, it's whether you're listening to dumb podcasts like this, whether it's you're reading your own articles, whether it's you're, you're going to school, whether it's you are an educator, kudos to you for always trying to ripen up that coconut or ripen up the coconut of others, <laughs> I guess. Either way, this has been another episode of Coffee and Contemplation. The coffee was terrible this time. The contemplation was maybe a little too heavy at moments. This has been very confusing, but technically it's a, it's a podcast, and uh, it's going up either way. Hope you've enjoyed it, or don't. Either way, you're probably not listening, so I don't really care. Go out there, use your brain for good, ripen up your coconut as best you can, and like they say, or at least I say, or red-green, keep your stick on the ice.